should not be. I do this all the time. I'm a professional. That doesn't make it good if you did. If you said, "Hey, I do heroin all the time," you'd be like, "Oh, okay, it's fine, I guess." Then I'm a professional. Yeah, I'm a professional heroin doer. It's totally fine for my body. Yep. Daniel, you're a fucking absurd human. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. Courtney, all that is staying in there. I don't care. That, I, don't, I don't care how it's getting on broadcast, but that intro is staying. I'm only doing one take. Today, I am joined by my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn, who is basically half dead, and Courtney Staples, who is here. And uh, I mean, it's a matter of perspective, so I guess she'd consider herself half alive. Anyway, mm -hmm. on today's episode, our old patron Diplo is back with yet another prompt. And uh, before we get into that, who boy, let's get over some stuff, including, hey, do you want us to build your world? Do you want to submit a prompt and have us do fun stuff? That's great. You can go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, where you can click the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so by going to our Twitter and following us at Let's World Build, where you can keep up with us, chat with us, send us cool gifts, memes, etc. Or if you'd prefer to chat with us more directly, you can go to our Discord where you can chat with us about world building, share your own ideas. It's a much more free flowing, direct method of communication with us and uh, other people of the community like Diplo who is one of our patrons. And if you, like Diplo, are incredibly generous and want to give us money, you can do so by going to our Patreon, where you'll get access to early episodes, patron exclusives, including, and this is something that we've never actually talked about on the podcast before, but you get stuff like Too Hot for Broadcast, where there are diversions or very spicy conversations that just don't fit the flow of an overall podcast. And you might be thinking to yourself, Rob, how is that possible when all the divergences that you have and all that stuff? Trust me, this goes even deeper. Um, yeah, the stuff that we leave on the cutting room floor, who boy, it's quite ridiculous. We had a really fun one last time that had to do with, uh, with just an extended conversation about a certain robot crab. Let's just put it that way. Anyway. Roblor. His name was Roblor. Oh, it was Roblor. Oh, yes. I true. forgot. <laughs> 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 all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with, uh, with all of that out of the way, let's get right into the prompt. And our prompt today, again, comes from one Diplo Raptor. So thank you so much for your continued patronage and for the prompt. And the prompt is quite simple. It is. The God of the Dead has allowed one of his reapers to take a vacation in one particular city. The tenets are, while within the city walls, no one can die while the reaper is on vacation. Number two, people still age within the city. And number three, we are 20 years into a hundred or 150 year vacation. So this sounds like such a fun prompt. And, you know... <sighs> Usually I would kick it over to Daniel to get us started, but because he's so sleepy, I think it's mm -hmm. best if we start that way sooner so he doesn't fall asleep. So Daniel, Slander. start us off with your first tenet, sir. What do you got for us? Slander is the one that's not written, right? Slander. Oh, yes. yes. Slander. Um, <laughs> my tenet is that I, so 
this city must must be unusual in some way because it's it clearly has a reaper assigned to it that manages everyone's deaths. Mm-hmm. So my tenet is that this city is run by a bunch of bureaucratic gnomes who are considered its first class citizens. Okay, so we've got a council of... I'm so glad that you went in this direction, Daniel. And I'll tell you why in just a moment. But holy shit, that is absolutely ridiculous. So we've got a council of gnomes. So we can't say it's a high council, right? So uh, for, for, for obvious reasons... Um, so what, what drew you to gnomes, Daniel, besides the obvious, like what, what specifically drew you to gnomes here in this case? I don't know. I just picture them as being officious. And I was also reminded of, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and those Vogons that are mm-hmm. horribly boring. And oh, I think yeah. they had terrible poetry. Yeah, so I was, yeah. I was imagining, um, well, I mean, obviously the gnomes also have this connection to things like, um, was it Terry Gilliam and all of that. So it's just like, I'm wondering if we're going to have a weird world, why don't we have gnomes in it? All right. And again, you're, you're saying that they're of like a privileged class, correct? Oh, yes. Okay. So when you say that they're a privileged class, are you suggesting that this is like a polyglot city or is it like, is it just a gnomish city that we're dealing with here? Oh, I mean, we could go either way. I don't. I didn't have a particular idea. Okay, so we've got to explore that question, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Understandable. But they're its first-class citizens. Okay, gotcha. All right, so again, I want to get this out of the way now because I feel like it's appropriate. I feel as though we have done very dour settings lately, or at least dour adjacent, right? And I was actually looking at it like, I often like to look at, settings or like you know what haven't we done in a while and you know like i'll often try and throw in like a romance or i'll often throw in like comedy and this time i am hoping for a deliberately comedic tone because Mm. when i think of like a reaper on vacation i do think of disc world and i do think of terry pratchett and i think that it's only appropriate that we set a light and comedic tone for this particular setting the reason I'm I'm suggesting this is because when I initially read this, I'm like, this is a goddamn nightmare world yeah. if we do not make it light. Because Courtney and I, like, we, we read the prompt, glanced at each other through the internet, gave a single nod, and then I was like, I need to get ahead of that now. Because otherwise it is pure <laughs> nightmare horror fuel nonsense. So that's that's where I'm at with that. Is that your first tenet? That is absolutely my first tenet. Yes, a hundred percent. Because okay. here, okay, here's what I had queued up. If it wasn't like a comedic setting, ready? Okay, if you get a horrible plague or disease, mm-hmm. you are yep. literally in constant rotting pain. Yep. Right, your world is nothing but pain. Okay, that's number one. Number two, how do you express control and power in a world where you cannot die? Well. It's not death that matters anymore, but dismemberment. So now what's happening is instead of like, oh, you're you just get murdered in in a nice kind of peaceful way. It's like now you get your arms and limbs chopped off and you're sat and you just rot in again in constant agony. So to avoid the horror show that is this concept, I'm like, please, let's not do that. And Mm. so that's why I'm like, we need to go comedic. 
with these concepts. Courtney, what do you think about that? And have I completely ruined your day? Um, I will say that that very much goes against my second tenet. Oh, no. Oh, in, no. A, in a real big way. I don't know how we're going to reconcile that. So oh, I'm going to start with my first tenet here, which I think works partially at least uh, because it explains why this Reaper is on vacation in the first place. Oh, OK. Um, I'm thinking that the city had gone through some horrible event. Could be a plague, a siege, a famine, a natural disaster. Uh Daniel's gnomes committing mass genocide on other races, you know, whatever. <laughs> you could have just stopped at Daniel's gnomes, obviously. <laughs> just, just those, yep. yeah. Um, and this Reaper was working nonstop because such a huge number of people were dying constantly. Oh, so and he's like, I'm I'm done, basically. They yeah. So they racked up so much overtime, and Death himself was like, I don't want to lose this guy to burnout. I need to give him a vacation to cool off and recharge because that's a good boss. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, wow, the most ethical. I, I know. He's, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so so when that vacation starts, the city is severely depopulated and in pretty rough shape. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe that's why the, the gnome council kind of took to power. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, we're the only ones left, you fuckers. You know, <laughs> something like that. I imagine they made a clerical error and lots of people died. <laughs> oh, okay. Death because of a clerical error is actually kind of funny. I'm, I dig good. that idea. Yeah. Like they were going to demolish a building and instead ended up demolishing like half of the city. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or or no, they, they just demolished the buildings with people inside. Right. Like, right. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what happened. Yeah. I also imagine them being very callous, um, not like intentionally malicious, but just, you know, bureaucratically callous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. So like the kind of like, well, we we told you to vacate, you know, like that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, just compliance kind of deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can I can definitely see that. Like, they pin the blame on some, like, intern and are like, we we fired them. What, what yeah. more do you want from us? Uh-huh. No, 100%. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like, the, the press release is like, we we really don't know how Gerald could have done this. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's a gnome. So we have, like, a ridiculous, like, oh, Daniel. What's a good gnome name? Oh, in my mind, gnomes um, have unusually long names. I agree. And obnoxious ones at that. Like obnoxious ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they mm-hmm. like to be referred by their full title. Mm-hmm. So if they yeah. have multiple titles, they want all of it mentioned. Mm. They're, they're compensating for their stature, essentially. <laughs> right. I mean, short stature, long names, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Which honestly... Now that I say that sounds like the episode title that we're going to be going with. Uh, That's not true. That's not true. We have to we have to reconcile. But still, yes. So give me give me a good gnome name, Daniel. Give me give me a long, good sounding gnome name. Um, Hold on. Let me go to the website that generates gnome. You son of a bitch. I want it off the dome. Gnomes. Okay, you know what? No, fuck this. No, I'm not. I'm not. We're not outsourcing our creativity to a robot. Oh, you're right. I should go to ChatGPT. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, that's it. I'm done. We're moving on. Daniel, you need to tell us your second tenet. What is it? Can generate like a hundred of these that way. I'm sure you can. What is your second tenet? My second tenet, whilst I generate these names, is that (laughs) all metaphysical things in this setting have to have a physical incarnation somewhere. 
So like death, for example, has a physical right. incarnation. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a literal entity that is on vacation. So it's yes. not like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I can I can dig that. That sounds fun, actually. And and I mean, it definitely goes with like the whole like Discworld-esque vibe and a comedic thing, you know, like I can I can definitely yeah. do that. And I could also see it working well with the um, bureaucracy of the gnomes. Like yes. if they seek to gain control of all these metaphysical things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I imagine that they probably have like a big vault or something like that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Actually, as I say that, that sounds like kind of a fun thing that I want to that I want to do. Oh, and to get access, you have to fill out like millions of forms to open up oh, the yes. vault and like check it out for like 30 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. There's forms to fill out forms that trigger more forms. Mm-hmm. More important the thing is. <laughs> oh, God, I, I want to. I'm very curious as to how these little fuckers got into power. I mean, like, besides, like, the the death and all that, right? Like, <laughs> I'm curious as to see how they, how they uh, like, ascended to, like, the head of the pile. Like, maybe they had access to one of these things that was just like, hey, we, we hold the rod. Oh, oh, maybe that's what it is. If we're going mm-hmm. silly with it, it's like, we hold the rod of command. Therefore, we are the controllers of the thing. It's like literally like a capture the flag or like a, it's actually... It's how WWE or professional wrestling belts work, where it's like, I have the belt. I am the world champion, you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh, or it's like, um, what are those in like elementary school and kindergarten and stuff where like you you pass around an object and you're. Oh, the talking stick. Yeah. If you're the if you're holding it, you're the only one who can speak. And like, yeah. it's like that. Or they're like, well, oh. we're just going to keep this forever then now that we have no, it. They, they hide the talking stick <laughs> through bureaucracy. So yep. it's like, yep. you can gain control of the city, but you've got to go through the paperwork, the proper forms. And then, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I know that we haven't gone through all the tenets yet, but I love this idea. I want to run with it. So the gnomes are actively threatened by death's vacation because... Before, they just waited people out so they would literally die before the paperwork was able to go through. But now that there's no death, someone is actually getting Uh closer to being able to acquire the talking stick. I was thinking that too, yeah. Yeah. They've been filibustering for an eternity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now other people... Well, not an eternity. Like, roughly 20 years. Well, (laughs) however long they've been in control of the city. We don't know how long they've been. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we don't know how long they've been in power, right? Right. So they could have been well before this happened, you know? Oh, my God. This is so ridiculous already. I'm like, I love and hate this so much. You have mostly love, honestly. Oh, so now they're probably also like appealing to the god of death to be like, please please bring your reaper back. Or can we get (laughs) can we get a replacement? Like we're really struggling here. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's oh that's absolutely correct. That's what's happening. Uh, oh okay. So this this kind of works with my second tenet actually because I saw this whole situation as a type of thing where it's like okay, the people in the city they obviously because it's a comedic setting, Courtney, mm-hmm. they obviously want to prolong this this whole deal, right? So I imagine that they actually started to set up some kind of defenses for when death comes back from vacation. So that actually makes a lot more sense now because the the gnomes are in power. And the other the other kind of flip side to that is once you enter that city, you basically aren't allowed to leave, right? Like it's a one-way street. So they're kind of isolated, but they're also kind of not. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to go for. And the fact that like 
the gnomes in power want to maintain control of the city and stuff like that makes a lot of sense. And I imagine that they're like building as many like labyrinthine like methods of like getting into the city as possible and how effective they are. No one really knows until, you know, death comes back from vacation. So we'll see. But now I'm also picturing that there's like this endlessly long line and wait process to get into the city anyway. So, so wait, so what your tenant is exactly. Okay. So my, my tenant is people are anticipating death coming back okay. and they're building defenses to try and keep him out. When oh, he returns. right. Because obviously they'll begin to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they don't want it, that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then the flip side of it, it means that once you enter, you can then no longer leave the city. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? Uh, because you'll just die immediately, basically. Well, yeah, but I imagine that some people would get so desperate for it that they'd they'd want out. You know, I never really thought that far ahead, Courtney. <laughs> and that makes an absolutely uh, valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we can see that there are some people who are putting up whatever they think can stop the return of death so yes. they can continue to live. But then, the, of course, there are some who are like, well, I'm leaving. And then they just die. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so there's just yeah. like a, a pile of corpses around the city yeah it's an extremely long line to get yeah. in but the exit is super short <laughs> oh well maybe um that that actually might have something to do with it right where if you enter right like you don't know what the rules are once you enter and maybe the only exit is like a literal cliff you know so it's like you will die and so maybe people who are in there, I'm like, ah, I'm not necessarily going to die. So, you know, like people who want to, who are like in horrible pain or whatever, they're like, they can choose to wait it out or they can choose to, which is incredibly bleak. But also we need to do this in the cartoon way. So it's not horribly bleak. But that's the whole concept that I'm dealing with right now. But mostly, mostly let's focus on their creating defenses so death doesn't come back. If this is a setting that has, more, assuming it has more than one city, is this city like typical of the way this realm is constructed um, and that, you know, it has a governing mini deity of death that dictates who lives and who dies and among other things? Like, are each of these cities similar in the same way or like what's the larger context of this world? I'd like to think if we have a, a god of death allowing sick leave or vacation or PTO for like a reaper of a city, I have to imagine that this is like part and parcel for the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, that this, this ridiculous level of like law bureaucracy and all that stuff is endemic. It's everywhere in the world. This is not some Mm -hmm. special case. Look, I'm thinking this is some kind of like almost like a planescape setup, Mm -hmm. not where sigil is one place that has a bunch of connections, but in the sense that, um, there are these weird metaphysical rules, I guess, that govern these places. Mm hmm. Okay, so let's explore that. What do you mean by that, Daniel? Well, so our our world, the real world, is governed by certain metaphysical rules that we know as physics and science. But it would seem that this city has a different set of rules, like one of them being my tenant, that metaphysical things have a physical incarnation somewhere, right? right. And that maybe there are gnomes in every city that are the bureaucrats. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I know we've said that they happen to be in power here because of an object, right. whatever that is. But perhaps there is some kind of bureaucratic entity. I'm just trying to figure out what's the landscape of this universe beyond the gimmick that we've started with, which was given to us, you know, mm. the, the immortality. If we maintain the tenets that we have currently, then your metaphysical 
concept where everything has to have a physical form. I feel like that is a solid anchor that we can kind of set ourselves to, right? Like the sun has a physical embodiment and power has a physical embodiment. Power is the talking stick in our city. Maybe, maybe something that we can do is have it be so like it's within a local area, you know, something like that. So power of this city is represented by the talking stick in this particular city. Death exists as a particular entity in this particular city. What if death only exists in this city? Like he's absent right now, but what right. if or the, it's, the... it's one of his reapers is absent. Oh, one of his reapers. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So then. Yeah, then never mind that. <laughs> never mind. I was <laughs> going to say it would be interesting if like death was unique to this place, but we're talking about one one of his agents. Mm. Yeah. What, what I'm suggesting is that we can maintain some kind of like fun physical, like a, a physicality to this place where everything needs to be literal. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there's something like charming and fun about the literalness to this setting, right? Like Daniel is looking for something that that roots us in the world itself, like beyond the city. And I think the literalness of everything is kind of a fun way that we could do that. What do you think about that, Daniel? Does that help you with the kind of questions you're having right now? Or, I mean, I think that that is part of like the rules of this place. And it makes me feel like it's more like a planescape setup. I, I, that's a question I'm posing for us to think about as we continue, because that'll mm. give us a sense of what this is rather mm. than just a wacky city. Right. So like, oh, my question is to continue answering that question if we can. Oh, sure. Like what makes what makes this place unique compared to the others or what what makes what makes this world work? Like, Mm -hmm. why is the city the way it is and what's its relationship to other cities? You know, like if we think of so example, we think of like um, Tatooine and Star Wars, right? It has a context. We know it belongs to uh, it's, it's part of a larger conflict. It is unaligned in the sense that it's neutral in this conflict it's far flung mm-hmm. that's what makes it different than other worlds right mm-hmm. or if you think of like harry potter i don't know i know i haven't read harry potter like the the school uh, exists in this pocket dimension as far as i understand and is you know the center of, of learning for the wizards mm-hmm. right and and we know that that's different than say human schools right so what, what about our city how does it fit into the larger context and i i know in some cases we don't answer that question if it's just about the city but i think this world is pretty weird so i would yeah. be curious you know I, i'm picturing it as like a really huge metropolitan area which is why you know mm-hmm. that much death happened that it could um, warrant a 100 plus year vacation for the reaper but yeah just this huge huge metropolitan area that at some point the gnomes had taken over and I feel like given that they're so bent on bureaucracy and I don't know, structure, I guess, that they would be a major area of like trade and commerce and they would have a lot of things to offer the rest of the world in terms, maybe not necessarily in terms of resources, but although now that they have all of these metaphysical things uh, in their own vaults, maybe that is part of how they're controlling stuff. Like they lend things out to other cities, basically. Okay, that that actually just sparked something in me that I think makes it kind of work or could potentially work. So this is basically a tourist destination now, right? Where it's like, hey, we've got no death. Come to the no death city to the point where it's almost like a fucking amusement park, right? It's like, hey, do you want to box the metaphysical concept of war? Come and do it. 
and if everything has a physical manifestation, if everything is literal, you could turn them into mascots and have yeah, them be like yeah. a big giant Disney World type situation. And like, this is what the city is, is the Disney World of the rest of the world. So maybe the rest of the world is incredibly bleak and horrible, but because you can come to this place and like literally fuck the concept of sex, right? Or something like that. Like you could have this kind of absolute ridiculous level to it. Well, also like we can draw in uh, stuff like, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dream, help me out here, Daniel slash Courtney. Sandman. Sandman, yes. Yeah, exactly. So you can <laughs> have like stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but I think that's an interesting way to approach it, is that this is the city of like of literalness and it's and it's a tourist destination, like and it's Disney World to the max, to the extreme max. And the fact that gnomes have this kind of stranglehold on it. Maybe it's only Disney World because that's the way that they commodify it. But yeah. I think that that's kind of a fun way to approach this in like this weirdly grotesquely hilarious situation, you know? Yeah, I, I'm guessing that it's not so fun for said metaphysical concepts if they're basically enslaved under under the gnomes to yes. do their bidding. Let's, so, make, let's make those yeah. gnomes as vile as possible. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm curious what would happen in the future when when one of these things gets out or when the gnomes lose a sliver of control and can't uh can't have these things bend mm. to their will anymore that is going to be well hold on did we did we establish why everything has a literal manifestation yet no okay okay well maybe what we can do is we can answer that question the literal physical manifestation question after Courtney gives our last tenet and you said this one's going to be a doozy. So uh, yep. what, are, what are we looking at here, Courtney? What's what's your second tenet look like? My second tenet is that the understanding around things like anatomy and physiology has expanded rapidly over the past few years. And that's because scientists and doctors with questionable ethics have realized that the city is the perfect spot for experimentation. See, you and want- this Ooh. is exactly why this is the reason that I'm like, we need to make this comedic. But Go on, fi- finish your tenet, because why do we have a city full of mangalas? It's a great question, Courtney. What do you got? I- I'm just saying that that would eventually attract people, like knowing that they can yes. do that there. So if you want to learn how the digestive system works or what it looks like for a fetus to develop or how people act <sighs> as they get beyond what should be the last stages of dementia, this is the oh. perfect place to find out. And uh, good good luck making that one fun and lighthearted. <laughs> I bet the gnomes are into that. Oh, yeah, the gnomes are probably all over that. Well, I'm picturing like an evil Disney. So Disney. (laughs) A more evil Mm -hmm. Disney. So that's an interesting way to merge these conflicting tenets. You can have an exterior of lightheartedness, but a dark interior of Disney World. I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that, honestly. Like, like Mm -hmm. if we end up with something that is like a black comedy, I'm I'm totally okay with that mm-hmm. or even a horror comedy like I'm okay with that yeah. aspect as well okay. you know? right. it seems like that's what happens when you pour the two together you end up it's funny when you when you have like pure hearted comedy and then like true horrific um <laughs> Nazi experimentation horror together you get a black comedy yay yeah <laughs> yep. good times that's how that works somehow <laughs> although I really like the idea of the city becoming a Disney world a Disneyland 
um, mm. because it also gives the gnomes another nefarious purpose. Um, if they know that if the absence of death is a threat to them, because people can now withstand their bureaucracy mm. by attracting people to their city, they can acquire more reified ideas, right? Um, oh, because people yeah. are visiting mm. from various places. And so perhaps part of their plan there is to acquire the right ideas to stay in power. I, I like that a lot. It's almost like you're bringing a tribute to the city when you arrive mm. as like your your entry fee is giving away some idea to them. Mm. That Oh, that's interesting. Like you need something as tribute. So, oh, mm-hmm. okay. So we've talked about the long ass line to get in as a result of like a defense against death. But what we've also done by the offering of tribute is literally created a fast pass system, yeah. uh, which is like if you have something to offer the city, yes. you now have like a way to like you get a wristband. Line. Yeah, exactly. World. Exactly, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, by the way, I don't think I've ever recommended this video on the podcast, but there is a fantastic like two hour long documentary on the history of lines and Disney's fast pass that is on defunct land, the YouTube channel. Yeah. It was really, I I shared it with you. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It was really good. It was one of those videos where I'm like, I'm not going to watch a two hour video about fucking lines. And then I click on it and like 20 minutes in, I'm like, Oh my God, this is fascinating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the Tim Rogers principle where you're like, I'm not going to watch that. And it's like, Oh, it's four in the morning. I've watched two of them. Whoops. (laughs) Also, I can say having worked at both universal studios, Florida um, and Disney world, that Disney is definitely scarier. How so? Yeah. Can you tell us about your experiences? There? Yeah. <laughs> so Disney, even if you're just like a high school student going there for, you know, summer work, you go through an indoctrination um, that's quite extensive, uh, mm-hmm. even though you might only be working there for a couple of weeks. In both cases, like both parks, there's outside of you know, the wall. Like if you're if you're in the park and you try to go to the edges of the park, there's a wall that the park people come in and out of Mm -hmm. there's like doors and such usually are the bathrooms beyond that wall is just like a desert of trailer parks um or or you know that's trailer parks but you know those those trailer booth things that they put florida classrooms inside of um so yeah no yeah they put alternative classrooms inside of those yes yeah in florida that's basically most classrooms um yeah it's just a desert of those things and that's where all the employees are and you know when we did it as kids for um like our orientation like they they bring out their you know ambassador for disney to talk to you about how it's so fantastical and the importance of being a part of disney and it's just like this huge you know propaganda thing that they they pull out it's like you've got your first day is pretty much indoctrination at least at disney (laughs) Mm -hmm. what what did you do at disney by the way in Disney, I was assigned to those, you know, those horrible carts that serve food. Yeah, yeah. That was assigned to various ones. Like every day, whenever you show up, they just assign you something randomly. Oh, really? Oh, you don't have like set nope. positions at that level? Huh. So whatever they want to put Not you at in. Daniel's yeah. level. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> As a high school student? No. Yeah. yeah I, I had a, uh, I have a family friend of mine who works or worked for Disney and like, gave me the rundown of like, you can never point with just one finger or even two fingers. It has to be a minimum of three or four fingers to point. And the level of smiling is like at a certain thing. And it's, it is a weird fucked up thing in concept to consider sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. 
So let's apply that then, right? Let's 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 apply that here to our horrible pseudo Disney run by gnomes <laughs> kind of theme park city that we've created. Okay, you're coming into this city. You want to be able to experience everything without dying horribly. So you're going to go to combat world. You're going to fight and like die. And then maybe I'm assuming actually this kind of works with your whole experienced medical team, Courtney, because I imagine that healing will be much easier and much faster to like maybe a comical or like magically fast degree. So it's like they can literally scrape you up with a shovel (laughs) and then reconstitute you like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon or something like that. Yeah, because I had been thinking like they would be able to make like literal Frankenstein monsters here. Um, (laughs) So you could probably, yeah, explain all of that by like they've had so much time to experiment in horrific ways that should not ever be allowed. So they've Mm -hmm. rapidly advanced everything to the point where they can fix people. And the visitors who don't know what's going on behind the scenes are like, oh, this is wonderful, like so advanced, like all this amazing medical care. But what they don't realize is that it's like, on the backs of like tons and tons of basically torture slaves below the city. Hey, wait, that's literally never happened in the history of no, anywhere, Courtney. That's never... not part of our nation's history at all. No. I don't know why you're trying to suggest that it is. <laughs> could could we say that perhaps the um because you know how Disney has like mascots and stuff and mm-hmm. wandering around. Perhaps um their their chimeric creations um oh. you know are are in fact those mascots. Like they have no minds anymore because they've been, you know, lobotomized. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. yeah, I can I can see that. I see yeah. I was I was of the mindset that the the physical embodiments of concepts and stuff were those mascots, but I feel like we can have a mix of both, you know? Yeah, I think Daniel, what you're saying is more like the ridiculous, like cartoony looking ones. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, it's not actually a costume. It's uh-huh. like, it's their actual literally bodies. Yes. Warp yeah. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, what we can do then, right, is, oh, look, it's the metaphysical concept of, of anger, right? Like, he's very popular for some reason. What that would mean, they would just basically make chimeras to look like them. You know, so like the actual concepts are never on display, but those are the characters that they use as mascot, like prototypes, right? Or like kind of like family friendly versions of of these mascots. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know who's not very popular in this metaphysical like theme park? Hmm? Male impotence. Get gets gets what? no visitors whatsoever. No one ever asks for him during the the breakfast sit down. <laughs> Just this giant floppy dick walking around. <laughs> oh no, no. Oh my god, this is actually that is actually really funny, especially if we if we frame the whole concept around like the characters who no one wants to hang out with, like those are our protagonists <laughs> where it's like, they're the ones who are like, we've got to get out of here so we can get back to like seeing more people. No one wants to see us anymore. You know, <laughs> like that I think is, is a pretty fucking funny conceit. And I'd love to see how that works out. I do wonder too, how it works. Like if the gnomes have taken control of these concepts, do those things still exist elsewhere in the world in like lighter amounts or is it, is it not out there anymore? Like, how's that work? Oh, that's a good question. I think question. that 
the reification of the concept just means that the concept can exist. So let's say, right, um, okay. right, 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 I gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like for the sake of our listeners, if um, joy and the concept of joy is, I don't know, a pineapple physically someplace, <laughs> if that pineapple gets eaten, no one has joy anymore. Oh, okay. Right. Daniel, that says a lot about you. I think that you would say a pineapple is, is pure joy. Like even on a, Freudian level like that's that says a lot about you in some ways I think I don't I don't particularly like pineapples I <laughs> I know that well I mean there's there's a lot to unpack there we don't have time to get to it uh especially because we've got to do our recap now It's good in a, a tiki drink though I was going to say yeah don't mm. you love pina yeah. coladas They're excellent when blended with rum but then again, most things with rum are good. I mean, I'm also yeah. a big fan. I love pineapples. Like, I literally have one of those pineapple spiralizers because I will just go and get a pineapple and just eat it, you know, like, let it dissolve my tongue, whatever, you know, like, mm. that's fine. But I will, I, I will fuck with a good pineapple, I'll tell you that. Speaking of joy, I have before me two empty cans. One is Dr. Pepper, zero sugar, strawberries, and cream. Uh-huh. And the other one is... Uh, zero sugar move limited edition coca-cola and the third um of which i have no amphetamine i have no more (laughs) because i cannot buy them anywhere it's peeps pepsi that is not zero sugar how was how was the peeps pepsi it was it was the greatest soda i have ever tasted (laughs) in my life wow daniel daniel I can't drink this anymore. If I, can find, I can't find any more of them because they're being scalped. But uh, um, uh, I can't okay. really buy them because they're full sugar. But it was truly fantastic. Just so you, just so you know. What about what about the other two? <sighs> the other two are good. The, this, yeah. the strawberries and cream. I will say that is an A plus. Oh, oh wow. wow! Okay. Yeah. Good versus you, Peeps, dude. which is like S tier. Like oh, it was like plus. legendary. I mean, if you it's a pineapple to Daniel. It's the concept of joy, but just yeah. a pineapple. Yeah, listeners, if you can, if you see Peeps Pepsi in the wild, just all the money you have, just put it on that. Buy a Dude, lot. Of that's irresponsible. That's f- so financially irresponsible. Whatever's in your wallet, just buy the Peeps. All of the whatever they have. It's a good stop, investment right now. Stop, try, stop trying to turn Peeps Pepsi into an NFT, You can sell it for like $24 NFT, for, 12, for 12 of them. You can get 24 bucks minus shipping. I am, I cannot believe the, fu- okay, we, what's the, Daniel, can you tell us your first tenant, please? My first tenant is that there are gnomes, bureaucratic gnomes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like they're central to the story. Yeah. Very I am okay so. with where we are with them. Uh, my first was comedic tone, and I feel like we've somehow struck that balance pretty well. We've got the evilest Disney world that we can consider, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy with how that's turned out. Courtney, what was your first tenet? Uh, mine was to explain why the Reaper is on vacation in the first place, and that was something horrible had happened to cause mass death in the city. They mm. worked way over time, uh, and death it was clearly a great boss was like you know what you deserve this you wait take time for yourself idea Mm -hmm. um how about we just have the creation of the city be that event kind of like how in um qatar i think it was qatar in the most recent Uh, world cup they had like basically worked so many people to death and covered a bunch of that up it's like why not just have that but like on a disney disney world level scale 
on a metropolitan city scale. So that's like literally built on the backs of like millions of dead slaves or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, they're, they're not necessarily enslaved people, Courtney. Uh, They're, they're, no, no, they're indentured servants. They're, they're people who owe a debt, you know, or people who are just trying to feed their family back home, you know, like that's totally not slavery. No, nope. Nope. We're trying to keep it comedic here, Courtney. God damn it. But yeah, I think the creation of this this city is probably a good enough reason to be like, all right, get out of here. You know, oh, oh, OK, maybe maybe we're not giving the gnomes enough credit. Maybe they're the architects of this plan. So it's like the the rub, right? The whole concept is, hey, death doesn't exist here. And that was like the plan is like, we're just going to kill so many people that he just gets tired and wants a vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're way more comically evil than we were giving them credit for to begin with. Yeah, I just originally I just imagined bureaucrats, but now they're just all Mangalas, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I like them, so it's fine. It's cool. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I think they're dumb anyway. Daniel, what is your second tenet, sir? My second tenet was that um, all metaphysical ideas are reified as objects somewhere in the world. Uh, objects and, and characters, right? Are you okay with that? They can be people too. If you want to okay. torment people, I'm okay. Good. With that. I'd prefer, I'd prefer people. So they have agency, except actually that's not entirely true. I think that there, there's a mix. I think having a mix is good because like wielding a weapon that is literally war is probably a way to bring in yeah. people. Like some, some of them are things. Yeah. Or yeah. like literally having like the scales of justice that you can mm-hmm. yeah. use as like a ride almost. Again, the talking stick of power, I mm-hmm. think, I think is very good. And yeah. Uh, okay. My second tenet was uh, people have deliberately built defenses to prevent death from easily returning to the city. And considering that we have a fast pass in a line that is like extremely mm-hmm. long, I think that's well satisfied. I think that we could probably explore that a little bit more, but I don't think that right now is the appropriate time to do so. I'm picturing... Um- in like a hundred plus years when the Reaper comes back from vacation, he's, he comes in like tropical shirt, sunglasses. Oh yeah. hundred percent. just sees this mass, like whatever the fuck is happening at that point. And it's like, I'm out. <laughs> like, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Was this vacation even his idea to begin with? Maybe it's like a matter of like, Hey, Hey death, go put your Reaper on vacation for a while. Mm. You know, like, Maybe again, maybe it's just a marketing ploy. And maybe when he comes back, he's like, oh, I've got all this work. To oh, do. yeah, I do like that. Like the idea that death was like, hey, you, you should really take this long vacation. And the Reaper was like, yeah, but if I'm gone for that long, like shit's going to get messed up. No, no, no. Trust me. You're fine. You're fine. Just go on your yeah. way. Enjoy it. Hey, don't, hey, don't worry you're about, it. about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. D- yeah. Just don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe death isn't isn't the best boss. I take that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, this is all a big, this is all a big gaslight situation. Is yep. What's going on? Yep. Uh, all right, bring us home, Courtney. What is what is our final tenet? Yeah, that was the uh, fun, fun, happy one of. Uh, oh God damn it! Yeah. The knowledge of like anatomy, yeah. physiology, healing. Tenet. Okay, yeah, the, the mango is. <laughs> yeah. But okay, honestly, yeah. we did kind of make that. I'm not going to say fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a word that's not going to say that it's fun, but I'm struggling right now. It's just like very like black comedy. 
It is very yeah. black comedy. Yes, exactly. Like pitch black. But okay. But what that allows, right? If we skip all of the horrible implications <laughs> and just get to the end part where you're uh-huh. able to have cartoonish levels of violence and experience this kind of joy. I think that, I think that there's enough to that where it can suddenly become kind of comedic, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of the horrible stuff is happening in those trailers that Daniel was talking about. No, no. It's part of the ride. Like it's part of the ride experience of like, Hey, do you want to go and like fight in a war? Guess what? You can do that. Oh, no, no. I mean the, the experimentation. Itself. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. Right. Can't quite do that on the teacup ride. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like vivisections taking place. <laughs> no, I mean that that totally makes sense, right? Like there's yeah. the public facing image, which is what the mm-hmm. people experience, and then it's yeah. a, there's like what actually goes on behind the scenes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I think that it's it's a literal like don't ask how the sausage is made type situation, you know, where yeah, yeah. As a as a semi related aside, I would strongly recommend checking out the show Succession. I just started watching that recently, and the sort of mega corporate family that's the mm-hmm. center of the show they have amusement parks and stuff and there are questionable things that happen behind the scenes i have heard very good things about that show and i've yet to it's watch it really 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 good just like all the characters are fucking terrible and like really fascinating though mm-hmm. it's very well done i i believe you i absolutely believe you um all right so With all that out of the way, I think we're ready for the twist. And our twist this time is going to be, quote unquote, Big Brother is watching. Hmm. Okay, I think that one's pretty straightforward, I think. Um, I suppose we have to answer who the Big Brother is and stuff like that. But okay, let's let's wait until next episode. Uh, Dear God, this turned out so different than (laughs) anything I would have ever anticipated this to be. And frankly, I'm a little upset. You weren't anticipating Mangala like to show up in this? Daniel? (laughs) (laughs) You could just bleep it every time I say the word. I I'm not the one who edits anymore, Daniel. That's Courtney. (laughs) You're giving Courtney work, not me. <sighs> I'm not gonna bleep it. Out. I wonder if that shows up on like the band, <laughs> the naughty no no words list. I bet it shows up on all the AI ones. I bet I can't type that word. I guarantee it. <laughs> Please don't test it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Before Daniel tests this live on air, yes. that's gonna do it for this episode of World War with us. Thank you again to Diplo Raptor for this particular prompt, which really just. If you want a case study and off the rails, we provided it for you today. If you want to send us a saner prompter, hope that we produce something saner than the setting that we've done today. You can go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, click the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be adding Mengala into your setting. If you want to follow us on social media, you can go to our Twitter over at Let's World Build. If you want to come and join our Discord, And after this episode, I'm not so sure you want to, but if you do, you're welcome to come chat with us about all sorts of cool stuff and good things. We're not, we're not freaks most of the time. We're normally pretty cool, you guys, Mm. Uh, (laughs) except for Courtney. But anyway, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can also give us money over on Patreon. You get all sorts of cool stuff, including probably a good chunk of this episode is going to be too hot for broadcast. So if you want to listen to the stuff that we weren't allowed to say, 
you can go ahead and click on that and you get access to early episodes, patron only exclusives, all sorts of cool stuff. And with all of that out of the way, that's going to do it for this episode of World Build with us. Remember that we love you very much. We're going to get through this together until next week. Bye.